0: crazy and form how are you
1: i'm wonderful how are you i'm just in awe that you can say my last (laughs) (laughs) name
0: we worked really hard on that one (laughs) trust us coming from uh, mine is butchered all the time so uh, and it mine is easy i think Bergman. it's like it's that simple but it gets butchered all the time so we work really hard to try to get them right (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> we are so excited to talk to you today, not only about Florida Man. Uh, so we're super pumped to talk about the project and your career and everything. But uh, it's been a really long journey for us this past year or so, working with the mental health aspect. At, you know, and we're really diving deep into that, especially in our industry. It's so important. So with your background there, we're super excited to talk to you about that and just have a really good conversation about all kinds of things with you. So it's going to be really, it's going to be really fun. So, um, but what we first like to do is just kind of do an introduction for our listeners out there that may not be familiar with you, uh, and to try to get to know you a little bit. So, you your path was a little bit different, right? Like you were born in LA, and you figure, okay, well, LA, you just stay there. You're going to go into acting, sure, okay. But you took a jump over across the pond and started acting, and then came back to LA. Talk about that a little bit. Like, how did you get started? Did you know it was something you always wanted to do? Being born in LA, or did you kind of fall into it? How did it happen?
1: Yeah. So I was, I was born in LA and my mom was really wonderful in that she, she introduced me to doing commercials and said, you know, I think this is a great way to save money for college and your future, but if you're ever not having fun, we will stop. Mm, and I'm really can. grateful for that because that really set the tone, um, trying to bring myself back to a place of fun and realizing I get to do the thing that I love. Um, because you know, at any profession, things can get really muddied, right? Oh, for sure. And you can start to focus on, you know what you where you think you need to be, or comparing yourself to other people. So I try to come back to that place of fun. So shout out to my mom. <laughs> really grateful for that that foundation and that mindset. Um, and then you know we moved around a lot. We were in Ireland when I was little. We were in Seattle. We were in Tampa for a little while. So I do have a connection to Florida uh, <laughs> that is authentic. And um, I then we moved over to London. For what was supposed to be six months, it turned into eight years. I went to middle school, high school there. Yeah, wow. Lucky enough to study theater and film and television over there, and then moved to New York, went back to LA for a bit. And now I go between New York, LA, and Atlanta. So, you know. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out where to keep up with myself. You know, it's a little bit all over the place.
0: Wow. Wow. That, yeah. I thought I moved around a lot. That's, that's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> like, that That's awesome. So one thing I caught there though. And so I, uh, so I'm interested. So when you first got started over there, Right. And I'm assuming because we've had uh, several guests on from across the pond and they talk about the differences, obviously, and how it's done over there and how it's done here. But what you said, you came back and went to New York. So was it primarily when you were over there? Were you thinking stage? Were you going to be theater acting and like weren't sure about TV and film or like or how did that go?
1: i you know i really i knew that i wanted to do theater and i wanted to do film and television um and when i got to new york i kind of got ushered into both mm, awesome. um, so I okay. got to do a little bit of theater and started auditioning for film and television um and one thing you know i try to keep an open mind because i I think it's very easy to get fixated on an end goal. Like mm. when I arrive here, then I will have achieved the thing that will give me this sense of fulfillment and success. So I try to steer away from that. I try to say, okay, let's shoot for what feels like it's in alignment that, you know, and right now that's film and television. Um, I would love to go back to theater, um, but I'd like to say, That keeping an open mind keeps me sane, you know, Mm, because if I think it's this or bust, then it's very easy to get aligned with uh, attachment to outcome. And I try to steer clear of that.
2: Oh, for sure. And, I mean, we also have a a mental health podcast um, that we talk about these type of things with. And we had a guest on uh, our last episode who was talking about how, you know, you don't need to set that expectation to a certain thing. Just as long as the wheels keep going, you will reach your destination. I think that is so important. And to be able to, you know – completely navigate different opportunities that present themselves to you. And I think you're doing an amazing job at that and have that right mindset because this podcast is built for the up and comers trying to break into the entertainment industry. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily play out the way you think it will, but you also have to be open to those different opportunities. And I think, you know, what they're going to take away from your story is just that just be open, just like-minded and completely, able to take on different challenges that you didn't think necessarily would ever present themselves. So I think that's awesome.
1: I love that you said that because if you told me, you, you said that my path has kind of been winding and it, right. it is very true. And if you told me while I was going through it that, you know, because I left the business for a while, I worked with kids um, with special needs and, and was a teacher for a period of time. Um, And now I can look back and connect the dots and say, Oh, how lucky am I that I have this passion that I can, you know, continue to, to bring into my life outside of my career. But when I was in it, I was thinking, you know, what am I doing? Where's my life going? I love teaching, but I felt like I walked away from this dream Mm. and now I can look back and connect the dots. So for anyone out there who is getting started or in the midst of building a dream, it's it's uncomfortable. You know, yeah. no one really talks about like the dream will also kick your butt. Yes. You
2: know?
0: <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. No one really
1: talks about that. Um, that, you know, and even when you, you know, if you're working towards a particular goal, when you get to that goal, that will kick your butt, mm-hmm. you know, if you're like, There's always something to be learned and and gleaned from a certain situation that we never know while we're in the midst of it. But you can look back and go, oh, that's what I took away there. That's what was going
2: on.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And a couple of things to take away from there because, you know, one, I think it's extremely important for anybody trying to break into this industry to understand that it's not linear. It isn't just it lays out on the timeline all in a straight line. You know, it yeah. is all over the place and it is OK to go over here and then come back to here and then jump oh. over here and come back to there. They need to understand yeah. that it isn't just a straight line to success, that there's a lot of different paths to get where you're going. And the other thing that I like that you said is that the learning, right? There's always something to learn because I feel like you're dead in the water if you ever get to the point where you think you know it all right? Okay. Right. I reached Absolutely. that first goal. I'm good to go. I know everything I need to know. No, right. Yeah. not if you want to go anymore, you don't.
1: Absolutely. And I think recognizing that our worth is, it's not dependent on where we are on that journey, where we are in the path. Like, you know, I really think there was a, there was a younger part of myself that thought, oh, well, if I could just get here, then maybe mm. I'd feel better. Or maybe, you know, cause I was aligning my worth with, with success or lack of in my career. And I just wish I had someone to tell me like, you know that you're just a human being doing your best, right? Like you get to do the thing you love and it'll unfold and it'll all look back. It'll make sense in the rearview mirror. But, um, yeah, it's why I'm really passionate about it because I think in any industry, it's very easy to wrap our self worth up in, you know, the things that we can see and, um, you know, what society kind of conditions us to believe is the mark of success. So, mm. uh, yeah, that's a different rabbit hole we could go down. Oh but, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> cause yeah, I man, mean, I we, think-
2: we all know that success is measured by our own accord and not the other expectations that are placed on us. And there's something else I wanted to touch on too, cause it's a phrase that we just learned recently and that's called the art monster, which is basically oh. when you let the art that you are passionate about kind of take over your Overall humanity, you let it just take over your whole entire life to where you leave everything else behind, all the other things that you enjoy, all the other things that entertain you, and different things like that. So being able to identify the quote unquote art monster (laughs) and being able to be like, okay, I'm I'm hyper focused on this when I don't necessarily need to be. Again, while we're talking about the beginning, like as long as the wheels keep turning, we're gonna get to our destination.
1: I'm going to steal that. I'm <laughs> steal that Dustin and Logan the art monster cuz it's I mean it's so funny. I I really try not to position myself as an authority right. on anything because right. I think it's very easy when talking about mindset to kind of like, you know, a lot of people will position themselves kind of as a guru, which mm. like everyone's on their own path, not my not my place to comment. But I try to to reiterate to people that this is stuff I'm practicing every day. Mm. And to your point about the art monster that goes away in terms of like, there's, we all have this self-critical voice, right? Like right. it'll pop up for me when I'm on a, a on set with, I'm doing an audition at home, um, and surrounding ourselves with people and, and also practicing, bringing ourselves back to a place of like, you know, alignment and doing this because we love it and wanting to be of service to the story and the team that's a part of it that it's not about us and um i think the art monster is driven by ego and mm. i see him already stealing art monster. yeah well,
0: no totally yeah. yes <laughs> uh,
1: but i think that's fueled by ego and when we can zoom out and say like okay this all of this is bigger than me how can i show up and be of service um, that is immediately humbling but we're all we're human we're gonna do it we're gonna get caught up in the in the day-to-day stuff and the idea that we need to achieve the next thing you know? I, well
0: I love that you bring up ego because I feel like if you are fortunate enough to achieve some success and you are starting to get the name out there and you're starting to book stuff and everything I think the fastest killer of that is ego though oh. once you start believing the hype once you start saying oh I'm this or I'm this or I'm this, or, I'm this that immediately will cave you and you're going to see that success go really quick, right? It's the people that understand that this is just the job. I'm no better than anyone else right now. I'm just, this is what I do. And 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 I think it's important to remember that, right? It, it is a passion. It is an art. We love it. But it's still just what we do. It's no different right. if you're going to be a doctor or if you're going to be an accountant or it's just what we do, so we can't buy into that hype when the ego starts to show its ugly face and say, "Hey, we're better than you because we're this or we're this." I think that you know, you're you're asking to kill success really quickly when you start it feeding the ego.
1: Kill success and the joy of it, right? Yeah, because yep. it, It's being able to zoom out and say, like, what a gift that if I could look back at, on myself in my lowest moments to know that I was going to get to live even an aspect of a dream I had but also hand in hand to know that my worth is not wrapped up in it right. and the world is very large and nothing at the end of the day is about me like that that's why i was knocked on my butt so many times you know right. so for anyone who's in the thick of it to i think one of the most meaningful things is to be able to have conversations like these to say like wherever you are on that path keep going because mm-hmm then you're going to have a conversation with someone down the line that makes you realize why you walked through all that, mm. you know, yeah. and that it's like, that's a different, cause I like to think about, you know, vision and, and having goals for where I'm headed, but from a place of, maybe I'll have a conversation with one, with someone one day to say like, you know what, like your worth is not aligned with the external. You're, you please do not believe that, um, you know, this, this is a, any of this in terms of, acting or whatever career you're in is an opportunity to prove or disprove your work. You know,
0: that's right. I think
1: that can crush a lot of people to like this, this inner narrative of shame and failure that so many of us can uh, attach ourselves to. It's like, wait, I would never say that to someone else. I'm certainly not going to keep saying it to myself behind closed doors. Yeah, exactly.
2: It's such an interesting thing too, because we talk about the entertainment industry as a industry built on selection instead of rejection because you know we are all involved we also have our own film and television production company so we we understand the grind and the struggle um so as a person who goes through so many different auditions Mm -hmm. all throughout like you know your career that you've been going how do you keep yourself motivated in the sense to where you think you've booked this job and you're really confident about it but then you never get that callback? (laughs) so how do you keep yourself motivated for the up-and-comers
1: it's such a great question i like to think of myself in my lowest moments and like my 16 like the 16 year old version of myself that would like cry to my parents and try to articulate how much i loved this right and oh i'll get choked up but i feel like she would be really proud of me for continuing to show up Mm. and showing up from a place of like i truly love this and i want to make a difference like i'm really passionate about any platform i have wanting to talk about organizations that i believe in who are making a difference in the world and you know i think as long as i can say i'm in the game and i'm showing up i'm learning like i'm I'm proud of that that's enough you know because at the end of the day I, i didn't dream of certain accolades or recognition i dreamt of doing the thing i love
0: right you know Right, yeah, and
1: I can do that by doing community theater. Sorry to interrupt. You. Oh exactly. no, no,
0: absolutely, you're right, and you know you're not the first first guest of ours to, to express it in that kind of a way. Right, as long as you're in the game, and yeah. even even if the what you're do- what you're doing. Wasn't as w- as much as you expected. Well, didn't go the way you wanted it. You were in the game. You did it, and that's far more than anybody who's not in the game did. And you you need to look at it and go. You know what? I gave it my best shot, and uh, may- maybe it didn't work that time. But I'm proud of what I did, and I'm I'm gonna because I think like like you said, you have to look inward to be able to move forward outward, right? Externally, right? You can't base your self worth externally. You have to look in first to be able to do that, and you have to know that. Not not everything is going to be great. You know, you, you give it your best shot, you do well and you move on because yeah. I think a lot of people have been conditioned, especially over the last couple of decades or so to look at failure as some horrible thing. Right. and, you have to fail in in order to learn how to succeed, and I think that we've we've taken that away from so many people over the last couple of generations. It's like it's as if it's a terrible thing to fail. It's not. Everybody mm-hmm. fails. Like you said, we're human. You have to fail in order to grow, right?
1: Yeah, and you know I'm so glad you're saying that because as you, as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know what what allowed me to kind of come back to a place of self-worth and self-confidence because I've always been my own harshest critic right but my parents have always said to me like we want you to be happy we want you to do the thing you love we're proud of you no matter what yes and I think it, you know whether it's your family or surrounding yourself with people or finding mentors that are, are able to say to you you are of worth no matter what. I think that's the thing that can allow you to keep showing up and saying, okay, this isn't, and I, I, so many people will say all the time, like, how do you handle all the rejection? And I'm like, it's just, it's going to the gym. It's, it's my training. It's an, an athlete's not focused on the shots that they miss, right? I'm not an athlete myself, but they <laughs> are not always focusing on the shots that they miss. But like, the, sometimes you, you collect data from those shots you miss. You learn, you learn more about your instrument as as an artist or an athlete, or um, whatever it is that you're passionate about. So I think, you know, it's, yeah, it's learning to enjoy the journey. And I'm working on that every day. Cause again, that self critical voice doesn't go away. No. I think we just accumulate tools to learn to dance with it, you know? That's right. Um, Cause it, it, we're human. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: That's all we can do, man. I mean, it's very <laughs> interesting, though try to balance everything in different places too, in different places of your life, in different locations, geography wise. And cause I mean, we, like we talked about at the beginning, you've been basically all over the world doing what you love to do. So that is a very exciting thing. And I mean, what Where do you think is probably your favorite place to do what you love? Because, I mean, we saw that you were on Raising Dion. We love Raising Dion. Um, <laughs> definitely one of our favorites. Had some of the cast members on and the showrunner, uh, Carol Barbie on. Um, yes. Yeah, so we just, you know, what what's your favorite location to go and do your job?
1: Oh, I love that question. Um, I will say um, – it's, it's almost like having yourself pick a favorite child, you yeah. know, like I, <laughs> which I wouldn't <laughs> encourage anyone to vocalize. Right. Um, but I, you know, I love every experience for a different reason, but something that I actually heard Paul Wilson say that I really, um, held on to, he was uh, speaking at a film festival and he's like, you have to love it whether you're doing community theater or it's on a major soundstage. Right. Right. And I think that is, it's corny, but I, it, I have loved doing community theater. I love being in classes. I love, I, I love getting to do it. So, you know, maybe one day working in London again, I'll be able to say like, yeah, I really do love working. In London. <laughs> <laughs> because it is magical. Um, I, I've loved London. I've loved, it was a real bucket list moment. I was on FBI and I, uh, thanks to my incredible team in New York got to, uh, be a part of the Dick Wolf world and I will say that was a pinch me moment like not only is that entire cast and crew phenomenal but New York was very painful in a lot of ways when I was living there mm-hmm. full time uh, because it was when I was doing a lot of learning and growing sure. so something about having this moment going back in a different space, because I think sometimes a city can be a reflection of where we are on our journey, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and New York was a bit of a beast for me when I was in college. So, um, and the best teacher ever, but a beast. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um and I think something about that experience. So I, I've loved different environments for different reasons, you know, oh. uh, So,
0: wow. Great answer. Great answer. Oh, so, okay. So before we dive into, because you've had massive success, you have been, I mean, I feel like anybody who's attained the Dick Wolf universe, you're, you're, you've made it. You've done well, right? (laughs) um, Right. But you've been on uh, numerous shows and and had a lot of success. So before we dive into that, we got to know, because what's your most embarrassing moment throughout the journey. What? What was there? A show or a project where you were just like you thought you would never get past it. You were just, oh my gosh! But now you sit back and laugh about it. Before how we get into all the have. good stuff,
1: how much time? Do you Endless. Have? Um, however much you like have available. The joke, I like to joke that my aesthetic is the girl who has lipstick on her teeth. <laughs> Literally on Florida Man. I love that team so much, and uh, you know. Our DP was like we, we had we were working on a scene, um, and he was like, You have lipstick all
2: over. <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: And I'm like, absolutely I do. Yeah. I'm I supposed to strut off from one scene and kind of like look back and give a flirty look. And I walked into a bush. Oh no. Uh, like I'm that girl. I'm just I just like it will keep you grounded, trust me. Oh, know? for
0: sure. For sure.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. Well and that's a good transition. Let's jump in and talk about Florida man. Yeah, I, I I I mean I, The premise of the show, right? Like, uh, Talk about that because it's an interesting premise as to what the show is about, right? It's based loosely sort of kind of on reality of things that, you know, and and so talk about that first and then let's talk deep dive into the character or whatever. But tell us what your thoughts on the premise of the show.
1: So it is a wild ride and I'm so (laughs) excited for people to see it because it will keep you on the edge of your seat. It will keep you laughing. It's really just – it's phenomenal writing and it's such an – Uh, incredible casting crew that that brought this to life. So um, Edgar Ramirez's character is a a former gambler Mm -hmm. who uh, owes a mobster uh, a substantial amount of money in order to pay off that debt he's working for him. And that mobster's uh, girlfriend runs away to Florida and Edgar is sent to find her. So the Florida Man memes come to life during that odyssey. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I play an Orlando news anchor who uh, catches wind of some criminal behavior and decides to try to leverage uh, that drama for her own benefit and further her career. So it's
0: a lot of fun. Oh, I bet. So, oh, now now we're like so invested because that's our background is news, right? That's what that's how we got started was in the news industry. So, like so many in our industry, it's yeah. you know, it's like a weird path. We've talked to so many guests who are now doing this and they started in news. It's like crazy, yes. but that that's awesome, and, and you know, and so. Um, now Netflix, right? So yeah, like we always kind of joke about this too, because with Netflix, you're either like you're guaranteed, you know, either a three, four, five seasons or one, and you're done.
2: <laughs> it
1: seems like know. so many. And that's that's yeah. the moment we're in in time. There's so much content, right? Yes, exactly. I'm- I'm so grateful it was made and it's airing and I'm, I'm like on cloud nine. So, you know, we'll we'll go ahead and manifest multiple seasons. That's right. And it's why, like, again, coming back to this moment and being, you know, again, my 16 year old self is like, are you kidding?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. So. So I mean that that's that's amazing, and, and we could not be more happy for you and, and, and everything that's you've been able to accomplish on the on the acting side of it and and the showbiz side of it. But we also want to touch a little bit about the uh, the personal life and the things you do outside of it because, as you mentioned, you were a teacher at one point. You were working with um, special needs children, and uh, you also you have a class that you teach on mindset, which is so unbelievably important in our industry to have people coming in with the right mindset because it can be a tough industry if you're not set for it. And and then doing our research, we see that you donate part of that to helping foster children find their forever homes in LA. It's like that. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And and so to be able to do what you've done on the work side of it, and then be able to take that and still be able to do your other passions and talk about those for a little bit, because I think what you're doing with the children and, and what you're doing for the people trying to break into this industry with the mindset stuff is so critically important. So talk about both of those for a little bit.
1: Thank you. I really, really appreciate that. So, um, I partner with Heart Gallery Tampa, who I met while I was doing some theater in Tampa. They help place children in foster care and forever homes. And 100% of the donate, it's a donation based class. Mm-hmm. And I do it once a month and 100% of the proceeds go towards Heart Gallery. And, um, you know, I-, I reached out to them and said, because when I was living in Tampa, I was able to really uh, directly partner with them. And I said, I don't want you, you've really shaped my life. I see the difference you're making. I don't want this to to you know this uh collaboration not to happen anymore just because i'm going to be in a different state or you know working full-time as an actor and so i brainstormed with them i d- uh, ways to contribute at, to their cause and bring awareness to what they do so heart gallery tampa and there there are heart galleries all over the country that um they partner with photographers to showcase these kids and mm. um you know i found out about them because there were uh there was an exhibition of these photos in a theater i was working in oh so i just saw the power of what they do and how they showcase these kiddos personalities and they work with kids who um are having a more difficult time finding their forever home so i'm just really inspired by the work they do and you know we we talked about mission and vision and and i just always want to come back to a place of when i showed up to my classroom i knew tangibly how I was making a difference but in this in this career, if you're lucky enough to have any kind of platform, for me it's saying, okay, how can I use that to continue to pour into people who have their boots on the ground and are making a difference in the lives of kids? So or whatever organization you believe in. So it's just it's it's a neat thing because I think we talked about ego. And I think sometimes this can feel like a slightly narcissistic business, but it's all about your mission and your intention and what you're putting into the world. So Um, you know, it's when I come back to that place and realigning with that purpose, it, it really helps me stay, you know, showing up for all those auditions and saying, yeah. I know there's a greater purpose and that things will continue to unfold. Oh. Oh,
2: I love that. I mean, yeah. oh, that's so good. And I, my fiance, his daughter, is actually in the process now of becoming a teacher. So what advice really? would you give her? I mean, <laughs> I feel oh like gosh. this would be a good opportunity to yes. ask for some.
1: I love that. You know, I think with anything especially being a teacher when your heart's in the right place knowing that you can't underestimate the impact that you have on those children's lives Mm. by in truly this isn't anything by making people feel seen Mm. by really being present with someone whether it's a child or an adult on a set or like case in point you guys I feel so seen today. Welcome to (laughs) the podcast. Like you know, it's it's this is part of me getting to do the thing I love, and I'm grateful for that. So I think you know, for her, really never underestimating her impact, Mm -hmm. and that like anything, there are challenges, but being able to look back and say I was of service, I showed up, I poured into those children and those families, and um, I mean, what a legacy, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. That yeah, just touches my heart that. for, obviously, for both of us for different reasons, but for proud dad yeah. and proud husband. But, um, yes. Yeah, thank you so much. And, you know, there's a couple of different things that I want to take from there because you've referenced mom several times throughout the interview, right? <laughs> and I think what you're doing both as a teacher and what you're doing for helping the foster kids and, and finding those forever homes because – Not everybody is fortunate enough to have a stable home or a loving mom or a loving dad. And so for people like yourself to be able to make that a mission to give these people that, um, Mm -hmm. it's so critically important because I think, like you said, being seen and letting them know that we're going to work, we're going to make it okay, we're going to get there could be the difference between – God forbid what we've just been seeing so recently with somebody spiraling out of control and shooting yeah. shooting up schools, right? That, right? that path choice where if they're not seen, the horrible happens. But if they just know right. someone hears them, someone cares about them, it mm-hmm. means the world. And so – Thank you for doing that and for everything that you're doing that because I think it's so critically important to get those kids young and even the older kids, like you said, that are struggling to find those homes and let mm-hmm. them know that it is going to be okay and that yeah. you are seen. Um, it, it's just, you know. Uh, even above and beyond what you're doing in the show business side of it and everybody loves that and we love all your work and it, it's great even more so you're you're a stellar human being to be able to use that platform and, and, and do what you're doing and I, I think Thank that's you. as important right we all need that escape from in the movies and TV and just to sit back and forget about reality for a little bit but we mm-hmm. also need to remember that the reality is real and we also need to focus there and you doing that is huge and we couldn't be more happy to have you on here and and have, be a part of that platform to get that message out there.
1: Thank you. That means more than you know. And I think it's so beautiful that you both asked that question. What's your daughter's name? Uh, yes. Emily. Emily. I think it's beautiful that you asked that on Emily's behalf because that's one thing I think we were so readily able to encourage children. But our need for encouragement doesn't go away. No, exactly. Exactly. But- And that's the thing, like just the littlest things I remember when I, when I was a teacher and today as an actor, someone just saying good work Mm. and I see you and keep going is so invaluable because Mm. as she's pouring into those kids for you guys to know that like celebrating her is so meaningful because I mean, truly being a teacher is one of the most challenging jobs in the world and the most rewarding, Mm. you know? Yes. Like the way. What what grade does she teach? So or, she's where, gonna be
0: elementary. Okay. Right. She's she's focused on elementary school uh children. Right. So uh yeah. And um yeah, her mom also is an educator and in, in, in that field, and I think that's it's so funny because she went to college and got her degree in, in mass comm and, and and journalism like dad, but then is going <laughs> into the teaching like mom. So she she's a perfect blend of both. But um, awesome. yeah, the heart is there. She's always had a you know this desire for children and, and to help children and to guide. And she's a very caring person. So. Um, we were both kind of thrilled that, oh, this is the path that she's going to decide to take. And, you know, she, not Arbus. she's like, I want no part of all that. I'm not in the <laughs> – <it, you know, laughs> very supportive, but no part of that. You notice she's not on Aww. camera right yeah. now. But – uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah so, um, and thank you. We're definitely going to pass along that advice because I mean, it, it's invaluable advice, and I, I think she's going to greatly appreciate that. So, oh,
1: good, good. Well, <laughs> I'm grateful for what she does because, you know, it, it makes such a difference. It really does. Good, incredible teachers. We all have those teachers that we remember that made us feel so loved and encouraged and, and yeah, so that's amazing.
0: Mrs. Wilson, second grade.
1: (laughs) I just, boom, I got him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. I
2: love that. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming on the show and getting a little crazy with us, diving deep. I mean, we got deep really quick and I mean, that just shows (laughs) your type of the aura that you bring around because I feel like we were able to be very comfortable with you, hopefully like you were very comfortable with us. So it was a very, just nice and lightful like fun conversation so we really appreciate hey. that
1: oh thank you this was such a joy and truly like thank you for what you do because you know it, we we get to do what we love on screen if we're lucky or on stage but to be able to talk about the things we're passionate about it mm-hmm. really is such a gift so thank you for what you do yeah well and, um Congratulations on the podcast! Yeah, yes, well, and, and you. you're
0: going to have to check out our film. We just made our directorial debut, and oh, it's it's goodness. up and available to watch now called Deadline. So be sure to check that out and let us know I what would you love think. Love that! Yeah, congratulations! Thank That's you so exciting. much. We'll send oh, you a link. Oh this, yeah, oh, this is peanut. Yeah, this is peanut. Peanut so. is a ham. He does like to make appearances. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's
1: like I will I, I'm making my uh, fashionably late entrance. That's, uh, that's exactly. right. <laughs> he
2: he likes he to, to do it at the very end. It's he does. So it's <laughs> a,
0: like he's got a routine.
2: Exactly. <laughs> he's
1: got great timing. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah,
2: it really
0: does. <laughs> um so so okay, let's remind everybody, Florida man on Netflix. Check that out. Do you have anything coming up in the future? You got an Apple project coming up too, right? Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, Florida Man premieres on April 13th, and then um, Bad Monkey on um, Apple TV Plus will be out later this year with Vince Vaughn, and that's from Bill Lawrence, who created Ted Lasso. Yes. Nice. And then um, Cinnamon uh, opposite Damon Wayans, which will... He, he's just incredible amazing wow, wow. so
2: yeah, yeah you're just killing it you're just killing even that. more reasons Very to have plan. you back on the show so we can talk <laughs> about this project
1: it. i would love it thank you so much for having me of, and, course. Um, of course and I it's all
2: you too you too but it's all about social media before we let you go so oh, where, yeah. where can people follow you
1: yes so lauren underscore underscore Buoli, b-u-g-l-i-o-l-i so, fantastic. fantastic easy
0: uh-huh. enough I, I, instagram and twitter right
1: Yes. Yes. I'm most active on Instagram. So, Fair and if for anyone listening, if you're interested in the monthly mindset meetings, just DM me and, um, I'll send you a link for our next one in April. Fantastic.
2: Awesome. Well, listen, take care, enjoy the rest of your day and we'll be talking to you soon.
1: Thank you. Take care. Bye. Alrighty.
2: Oh, right, man. Just another freaking amazing conversation. Yeah, she's so genuine. You can tell that she has so much passion and, and
0: care and concern about not just the acting that she does in her career, but life and just people yep. around her and people she doesn't even know. You can just tell she she wants to make a difference.
2: And I mean, that's everything in this world. Exactly, exactly. We are just human beings. We're not perfect. We're just right. doing the best we can. <laughs> the life does not come with a handbook. It would be so much easier if it did. And it would be Um, but it's okay it's fine I remember everything's okay but thank you again Lauren for coming on the show